You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hey, hey, hey. We are so excited. As always, we have the best guests on our show, and this one's no exception. This is, we have Jared Lipscomb on our show at Jared Lips. You may know him like that on Instagram. He is a makeup artist, a podcaster, a free Britney advocate, a cancer survivor. Like, Jared. Name it. He's doing it. He's done it. He's the best. Yes. Welcome, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thanks. It's so good to be, to be around my moms, my second, my second moms. <laughs> oh yes. We, I mean, if you ever want to be lifted up, we're, <laughs> we're going to lift you up, honey. So we got it, but we are so excited to have you to discuss housewives. But before we discuss housewives, we were creeping on your Instagram and saw that you were at the give them Lala event last night for Vanderpump rules. Oh, that's right. Yes. Well, you know, I have to be careful because Lord knows you sign so many documents these days because of COVID and everything. So I have to be careful what I'm going to, what I'll say about it. But um, it was quite the experience, you know, Lala's beauty brand. Let me start there. Her, I I always recommend to people, and I am on a very honest, uh, you know, I don't do Lala's makeup. That's one of the few Vanderpump girls I don't actually do makeup for. Um, and uh, she's super dear, dear person, but her lipsticks, her matte lipsticks, specifically the red, are such a good value. Um, I recommend them sometimes even over the Charlotte Tilbury uh, mattes. And I just want to put that out there That's in the universe to people. Big. Because they are, because I am picky with a matte. Now I'm, uh, you know, I love my creams and my glosses. I have all my favorites for that, but this matte is so good. So it was so fun to be there. And I will say this being in that presence of, after so, you know, so long after being sick and not, um, the, the pandemic being, you know, quarantined and stuff, seeing everything happen at the, where, at the location where we were filming, um, and the party was, it felt very much like Vanderpump rules, the, how I remember it when we were filming, you know, back what was that 2019 it feels very similar so it's always interesting when you're there in person because it's not the same vibe that you get on tv but you know you we had james djing i screamed free britney and he started to play some britney spears tracks so of course that music that part won't make any cut because you know <laughs> copyright inf- issues but um it was very much a fun beautiful vibe but i did notice that the camera crews were running around like mad mad men and there were certain areas 
hilarious. You know, there's a beautiful balcony. And at certain points, I saw some heated conversations going on and it felt like the Vanderpump rules that I remember filming. Now, not to say there is some voids. You can't help but feel the voids of certain presences. But, you know, overall, it was interesting to see it back in action. And once you got past the weird COVID restrictions of filming, you know, it it felt very safe, by the way, especially as someone who's still immunocompromised. I felt very safe being unmasked. And that is thanks to the the laws in California and production and everything. But besides that, once you got through all that, you know, uh, what is that sticky tape of, of, you know, the COVID tests and then the waiting the two days in the court and all of that stuff. And you got in, I think we might have Vanderpump rules back, baby. Like, so I love to hear that. I love yeah. to hear that. It felt, the vibe was good and everyone looked fierce. People are serving up some looks this year. And I will say I, it doesn't seem like they have any, new cast member in the same way that they had you know dana and max and brett last year let's mean let me just put it that way so it seems like and that's a little tea for you it seems like we're broadening a little bit so some quality casting so that's all i can say i don't know this is just my alleged opinion from what i saw this you know when i'm when i'm hanging out with my girls we don't talk business and work and stuff so this was just my perception so oh my gosh well that excites me because you know i've been pretty vocal about wanting vanderpump rules to end and but granted (laughs) i wanted to end on a high note like like last season was so like so that i mean gives me hope yeah maybe i mean maybe it it excites me a little bit it was definitely, it definitely excited me. And like, I even got a, one of those views where I'm walking by and I see a monitor. Cause you know, I know all the production. Cause obviously it's a weird, I, I kind of, I'm like at the party, but then I also know all the production from when I did glam for all those years. So it's like, I was kind of behind the scenes hanging out and I saw a monitor for a second. I was like, damn, we are, I'm watching some high quality VPR right now. So my lips are sealed beyond that before I get sued for whoever knows what I signed. Oh my goodness. So well- before Thank I spill too much. I know, I love this. <laughs> but that is, yeah, that's, you know, don't tell no one, y'all. <laughs> well, so, you know, typically Vanderpump Rules kind of like kicks off the new year. That's you, like they usually premiere it in yeah. January. So, I mean, they're filming summer, then they're going to edit, get everything cut. I mean, we could probably have it by January 2022. Ooh, or even maybe fall 2021. What do you know? Look at you. Look at that face. (laughs) People can't see. I know. People can't (laughs) see, but there was a smirk there. I love it. You always have the tea. I have to say, too, you changed my life. I now do cream blush. (gasps) Yes. Yes. And I love it. Oh, yeah. We did a special episode, kind of like a one-off episode where we just kind of dove in about makeup and stuff. Yes. Yes. Cream blush. And I still stand by that tip. And I still give that tip to people on Cameo. And every, I I say, watch how quick you can place it. And so. And you you know what? I was placing it on like the apples of my cheeks and I've raised it. And I really. Oh, Yes. Right changed my life to do that because my cream blush I have I've been putting on the apples but it looks shiny like yeah like put it shiny. up because then it lifts your face up. up okay yep all right now I'm like truly at our age Vanessa we just do everything up uh, don't ever push anything down <laughs> like put your moisturizer up everything is up <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's dive in to Roni we'll go over that a little quickly and then we'll spend most of our time in Beverly Hills because I want to know your hot takes on these women I feel like you being in LA I just want to know what you think about it but 
First impressions. What do you think of Ebony, the newcomer for Roni? I stan. I love her. I absolutely love her. I disagree with um, any comments of, of the preachiness, and which we'll get into, but uh, I love her. I think she is a great casting choice because anyone else, you know, you go, because obviously they wanted to diversify. Let's be frank. That's what they were trying to do. There, it wasn't very, they didn't hide that well that they needed to <laughs> diversify. And I'm glad they did because it needs to happen at some point. And I think Ebony, oh my God, she's just, you know, she's like the perfect first season housewife. And you don't always get that. Sometimes they come in, come in uh, too, too strong where it's like, Hey, it's your first season. Sometimes it's too meek where you're like, hello, are you there? And I think she's, she's very much kind of reminds me of like that uh, vibe that Leah got me feeling for her first season was like, Ooh, I like this fresh take. I also like, you know, cause New York is so old. So I like that it's like a younger, like I'm 33. So I like someone closer to my age. I like to see them interact with freaking Sonia Morgan and Ramona. I liked you that she's not a housewife. I know like something, and this is like going to make me sound like a hypocrite because I've kind of said like, <laughs> can we get like, this is sound really bad, but can we get the grandmas off and get true like younger housewives on? Yeah. I think just youth in general is kind of needed at Roni yes. right now. And not that I don't love my Sonia Rita, I do love her and Lou and Ramona, but we've been watching these antics and these same fights for the last four seasons. So yes. she just, it's fresh. She kind of reminds me, nothing with personality, but just how Bethany kind of shook it up when Roni first started. She didn't yeah. fit the mold. And I love that. Yes. And I also just love how proud she is of her culture and just talking about Harlem and her background and everything. I I know some of the women saw that as preachy, but to me, I think Ebony took the opportunity knowing that she was going to be on camera mm. and knowing the audience that she had. She's very like, I think, self-aware of the platform that she has. So I look at it that way. She's like, I have this opportunity to not only educate these women, but educate America on how beautiful Harlem and black culture is. So, I mean, I think any of us would do the same thing if we were in her shoes. So- Love yeah. Ebony. Sorry, haters who are listening to this and disagree. I, well, if, I, if you, I can't imagine. I mean, if you disagree, yeah. I don't, you know, like that, that's, it would be wild for me to hear a reason why you would disagree aside, unless it's something petty, you know, like if you're going to say something like, Oh, I don't, you know, like, I don't like this outfit that she wore, whatever. If we're going to play that housewife game, then we can play that game. But if you're going to criticize Ebony, there's not a lot to criticize because she's coming in pretty strong as a first season ho a housewife in general. And I love the Bethany compare. That's so true. Cause we haven't had that kind of like, Oh my God. I don't, I, I can't think of another word besides boss babe, but that's so cheesy. I know. She has this young energy, you know, it's just, she's, yeah, she's, she's just man, like, a very know. empowered, confident woman. And I love yeah. seeing it. Like I know Tinsley wasn't technically a housewife and that, you know, she wasn't married didn't have kids, but Tinsley grew up very differently from like the vibe I get from a Bethany and an Ebony. And I just, I don't know. I love that they like exude strength. Like I just yeah. love that about them. Okay. Um, I have to point this out cause I saw this when Ramona was talking, they like flashback to her on the phone. You might not notice this Jared, but Ramona was wearing a tri-delt, which is Delta, 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 a sorority t-shirt in her freaking sixties. I don't care if Avery was a tri-delt at UVA. She is 25. Like, can we say that it's not appropriate for women in their sixties to be wearing sorority t-shirts? Vanessa, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, maybe the bed, but even then, no, 
I just well, I, that is so funny because I don't know the uh, anything about sorority. Believe it or not, I do not fit the uh, main you know stereotype that goes to the Greek rush things. Um, but the tri deltas that I in Florida were always like the worst. No offense, but the worst people. And I brought this up to someone the other day and they said, she started to say like, oh, I was a Delta. And I said, don't say Delta, Delta, Delta. And she said, oh my God, never. And she was from like uh, Ohio. So I'm starting to wonder, maybe maybe the, the t-shirt fits a little too well. <laughs> oh, I love I mean, it. I mean, that's that's maybe one way. To look she at. could be a tridel at Mizzou because they really only let, that's where we went to college. And like, if you weren't blonde, they had a few token brunettes, but like that was about as diverse yeah. as they got. <laughs> um we did get to see get a first impression of Bernshawn Bernshawn on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um what were your initial takes of her? Your thoughts? Oh, from me. Um well, you know, I'm always let's do like a high low for a new character. I'm always inspired by a, a fellow cancer survivor. And so when her speech to Leah about her cancer survivorship was the part that stuck out the most to me because I just related to it the most. And I have that exact same feeling of like, life is short, baby. I do. And she said, I do whatever the F I want. And I was just like, that is how I feel. So I found that to be really cool. And so I really like that part. I, you know, I, I don't know how much I can speak to the, the experience of two black women, but I really felt for Ebony when she was saying like, I feel like I'm being railroaded and I really felt, um, you know, it makes sense why Bershawn's friends with Ramona. They kind of just talk and are loud and over yeah. the top. And, and so I felt more because I love Ebony so much because like I said, like she's like the vibe that I love on a show like this, that I felt more just like, Why'd you have to take Ebony's moment? That's more of the vibe I got. But no, for I, I, sure. You know, but I loved the um, her survivorship story for I'm, real. I want to give her more time, but definitely that dynamic is I'm a woman of color, but, you know, I have to like, I think as housewives, it's so easy to like jump on someone right away. And I have to, although I may not disagree with what Bershawn said, I don't know her background and all the things that influenced her perspective Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, as the season progresses, maybe we'll learn more and get a conversation between Ebony and Bershawn. Like, I think Ebony said it best. I don't agree with you, (laughs) but I'm willing to, you know, get to know you. So I don't know. It it, it is interesting. And I mean, that goes for all different types of cultures and backgrounds. We all don't always have the same perspectives and it's, we shouldn't always assume either, I suppose. Um. So, I mean, I also kind of liked her because she's talked about small penises and I enjoy yeah. I enjoy small penis discussions yeah. amongst women. I think you say enjoy small penises. I'm like, your husband's going to be really glad no. you're saying that. <laughs> no. Please put it on this platform that none of us enjoy. No, actually, you no. know what? I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> But yeah, that's that's true to the housewives point. It's like, that's what we need to see also coming in from a from a fresh face. Like get in there and start talking about small dicks, you know? Let us let us hear that from you. It sparked great conversation. I mean, it might have been maybe the highlight of the episode, minus Ramona um, giving the example <laughs> of vertigo. I was like, Ramona, that's she's like, let me show you. I was like, that's not how it works. That is uh what is that called? Like that is 1920s vaudeville humor. We think Luann's a cabaret star. Meanwhile, Ramona and uh 
Sonia are over here doing vaudevillian cabaret acts of being like, watch me fall over, like Abbott and Costello, Charlie Chuck. I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. She like stood up and she like, see, that's what it is. And then she walks over and sits down. I'm like, I don't think if you had like intense vertigo in that moment, you would just walk right back to your chair. But that is Ramona. Like, I will say there are moments where I feel like she'd benefit maybe from being a friend of, like, I don't know if we need her to have like so much screen time every episode, but then she gives me moments like that. And I'm like, okay, like that is so ridiculous. And no one else would even think to try to do that. It's like, as in, much as she drives me crazy, she's needed on the show. I mean, yeah. she poops on camera. Like, she, <laughs> she, yeah. she gives us a lot. <laughs> like, her, she literally gives us her feces on the, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's not the most likable, but she's an interesting yeah, I just woman. had a thought, and I know we'll get to Beverly Hills in a second, but I just wonder, speaking of a friend of, would Ramona be more likable if she was, you know, if we saw less of her like we saw Kathy Hilton? Because you know, we'll get into the Kathy Hilton of it all, I'm sure, but she's on such a high, but we don't really know, you know, we just get to see this little friend of side of Kathy Hilton. And I wonder if Ramona had just that aspect. We, she might be like, you know, we might we think for- she's hilarious. If she just, yeah, yeah came, we forgive her a little bit more, but she just comes to dinner and does a vertigo example and then has somebody over to her house and then <laughs> basically threatens to leave her own apartment. How awkward. Like, I think Ebony was like, Ramona, first of all, goes in her room and just talks to her dog because she doesn't want to talk politics. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Ebony is just sitting on a couch by herself. And then Ramona's like, I'm leaving. And Ebony's like, we're going to talk because this is your apartment. You can't just leave me in your apartment. It was really strange. I mean, listen, like, I think at the time, you know, when I go back to November 2020, I think everybody was discussing politics on either side of the aisle. I think our country at that time, especially felt extremely divisive, at least to me, I'll speak for myself. No one's assumed for everybody, but felt extremely divisive and it was top of mind. I don't think you could not have mentioned it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And Ramona, I mean, she didn't need to say that much other than like, yeah, that, that would be cool. That, I mean, she could have left it at that, but her, being defensive about it made it more weird. And we all know she attended um, some Trump fundraisers, which again, mm-hmm. like to each their own, but it's just like, okay, so you're okay attending fundraisers and being photographed, but now you're caught in this moment with Ebony and you don't want to talk about it. Like, I just think own up to what you believe, I guess. Yeah. And I have to ask, I mean, as I don't know, obviously it's, I don't care about politics, but as two women, did you all agree with Ebony's statement? Like, as women, we were all excited for this moment. I mean, I know I felt excited for a woman vice president because just it was just like, oh my God, you know, not a white, straight, straight white man. But as women, do we agree with Ebony's statement? I mean, I, I feel like it was not that hard of an ask for Ramona to say, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that my daughter gets to see a, a figure that's a woman. Why? I mean, you know have, what I mean? That's yeah, weird. I have friends that are like, I mean, you know, we live in Missouri, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have a lot of, you know, Republican influence throughout our state. And I mean, I know people that are very strong Republicans and that like women said, this is really an exciting moment that might not have been okay. the way they wanted it to go. But I think as women, we could celebrate that and see that as a really cool milestone. Um and I think Ebony was just trying to find common ground with Ramona. And I feel like that would be yeah. the most obvious way to do it. Knowing she's a Trump supporter, Ebony is not. You know, I felt like I would, I mean, I feel like that would almost be like the safe thing to say, like to another woman. Like, hey, isn't it cool that there's going to be a female in the White House? But 
it just freaked Ramona out. Yeah. No, I wanted to ask. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask someone and my mom didn't watch the show and she's like my only girlfriend who watches it. So I'm like, I need to ask y'all's opinion on this. Yeah, What's no, up? I mean, I, for me, I have two little girls and the fact that I get to tell them like that is, I mean, you always dream the big for your children. And for me, for my girls, I dream the world and that they can break ceilings and all these things. But to actually have proof of that is yes. phenomenal. It's, it's, I think it's amazing. But- I- I can even go raising, on. I would say even raising boys too. I think it's kind oh, of exciting that I have two boys and they're going to grow up seeing women in powerful positions. And it's not always going to be like, I, you see this every time on like for my job professionally, I like stalk LinkedIn all the time. And I, it does kind of annoy me when I see like black CEO, female CEO, but like, if it's just a white dude, it's CEO. And so like, I think it's cool. Like now we're saying first female vice president, but my hope is that this happens so much that it's just vice president. Like it's going to be just so normal. And that's how my son, like my boys are going to grow up seeing that. And it's like, oh yeah, of course it's a woman in the white house. Like, why wouldn't there be, you know, there's women in business everywhere. Like, I think it's going to start changing the way we talk about it. And to just like beat Ramona down a little bit more, it's not really a political thing. I mean, it, obviously it's political in the sense that it's politicians, but really like just being like, are you happy that a, a woman has a power that's never, you know, it's like, Ramona, don't be so dumb. Just be like, yeah, it's cool. She made it so much worse. I made her white fragility just like shatter like broken glass. All oh over my God. Place. It was so bad, but I'm glad they recovered. And I appreciate that Ebony didn't just like leave. Like she's like, Let's, I mean, let's talk about a hug. I think she was like, okay, I'm going to let you know, like you're in a safe spot. We can talk about things. I want you to be open and share things with me. I think Ebony's one of those people that you don't have to agree with everything she says. She probably enjoys a healthy debate, but she just wants to know like, where do you stand and like, just stand strong in that. And that's what Ebony respects. So Ramona kind of cowering away. She was like, okay, we're not like, I'm not going to let you do this, Ramona. I know you're a strong woman. And she kind of brought her in. And so I like that, but I love Ebony. I think she, the way she handles Ramona, she does a real, like, just think it's perfect. Like most people in that situation, look at how Leah and Ramona and their interactions, Mm -hmm. it usually ends with someone leaving someone like storming off. Like they just like, they're always fighting and Ebony finds a way to, even though she makes Ramona feel a little bit uncomfortable, she like brings her back in and teaches her something. So I think it's good to see it. Okay. Oh, Let's talk Beverly Hills. Let's do it. I mean, if you don't love <laughs> Kathy Hilton, we're going to end this podcast right now. Oh, I love, love Kathy Hilton. Who knew that my obsession for Paris Hilton would run so deep that it would, you know, reach the placenta and beyond. <laughs> I will say, so I have you seen the Paris documentary about yes, just, yes. Okay. I'm a huge Paris Hilton fan. Always have been. It's okay. a problem. I watched it after kind of watching the show because some people are like, I can't look at Kathy the same way after the documentary. So I was like, oh, okay. I want to like learn more. I, after seeing it, and maybe it's just this big act, but I truly believe Kathy didn't know what was going on. I mean, Kathy can't even distinguish her own sister from Garcelle when (laughs) Garcelle is a black woman and Kyle's white, you know, like I just don't, I don't think that Kathy was aware. (laughs) Truly. If I had any question, and also let's just look at the relationship of Paris with her mother now, if they were and her father, they are so close. If there was any bad blood or anything that Paris really harbored against her parents, 
Do you think Paris Hilton would subject herself to her parents as frequently as frequently as she does? And she loves her mom. I mean, they just did that DJing appearance together, you know, at the Las Vegas resort that opened. Like, uh, but now, good God, watching Kathy Hilton on on Beverly Hills proves she didn't have a she I mean I don't even know if she knew she was sending Paris to school at this point I think she might have thought she was sending her to a dental program in the woods so <laughs> I just love Kathy I I love someone that's so rich that they don't even have like it's like she's really never had to do anything for herself and so she just doesn't like ever have to worry and I want to live life that like carefree and careless like I just think she just I don't know. She gets to live life like a child. Like she never, it doesn't seem like she's ever really worried about anything. It's a little Greg Gardens-esque <gasps> about oh my God. boarding and lack of friends, but it's like, yes. it's just a little out there, but in a likable way. And honestly, I can understand, I understand Kim Richards so much more watching Kathy. Yeah. And Kathy's the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just, and Kyle's the baby, huh? I could see, I kind of get Kim's quirks a little bit. And I would love to see Kathy and Kim at least have like a weird moment and speak shorthand and do weird and shit. And they're really close in age. So I kind of like, you see a little bit like they mirror each other a lot more than Kyle and Kim and even Kyle and Kathy. Like you mm-hmm. can definitely tell that Kathy and Kyle, there's just a bigger age gap. It feels like they kind of grew up with a different like relationship than what she had with Kim. And but. what, what a po- show to, what a way to show like being yourself because like everything that Kathy Hilton does sounds like it's written by an SNL, like a script, you know, like a screenwriter It's like, okay, now I'm going to have her buffing her nails. And then she's just going to randomly say, I want long fingernails, you know? And it's yeah. just like, why and then you realize like she just really i mean we are getting almost stream of consciousness on camera which is such a rarity that i think that's the magic that we get you know it's almost that's that it's that same like uh kind of like that even that vanderpump rules first season season one magic where it's like they forget like they have no, nothing vested in it and kathy has that same vibe because like except it's the opposite where in vanderpump rules they were so poor they're like we don't even know if this is going to be a show kathy's like i'm so rich and my last name is so well known. Like, I don't even know what network I'm on. Who cares? You know, yeah, she doesn't need it. Yes. And, and boy, that is a vibe for a housewife because usually it's like the Dorit's like getting their faces redone and getting the outfits and the glam and, you know, but no, I I mean, she walks with her mic pack. Like I just (laughs) love that. She doesn't realize that she's filming a reality TV show. Like she's just showing up. Well, she'll look at the camera sometimes too. Like, you know, housewives never do that. And she'll be like, what, what are we doing? What? Like, I love that. I think she literally is just like, oh, these cameras are following us around. Are they home videos? Like, I don't think she knows that she's <laughs> on Real Housewives. Which is awesome. Like, I yeah. just like the lack of self-awareness of what she's doing, I guess. Yeah. It just is very refreshing and the dynamics of the women. But I feel like we need to talk about Miss Erica Jane. Mm. Were you surprised by her comments about, so her and Sutton go have a little spa day. And I will say, I thought it was sweet that Sutton gave her this divorce care package. Sutton's mm-hmm. really good. I, I would like a gift from Sutton. I would too. A very unrelatable gifts. I mean, even like the chips, I was like, I've never seen that brand of chips. Are those from Sweden? No, I've seen those pop chips. I thought that was like- Oh, they're so place. good. I was like, this is like the pop chips have a little moment. Like this to me feels like product. Oh, uh, maybe that's okay. But they're really yeah. good chips. I do. But, and they're, they're lighter. 
Just are they good not. for divorces? So, okay, sorry, we're getting I would, distracted. <laughs> no, I think they would be because you wouldn't, they're lighter and little less fat. So I think like you could eat a lot of them and not, you know, you can you'd still maintain a figure. entire bag. Yeah. But um, she finds out talking to Erica that Tom, like shit was going down and he purposely did not want to see her in Broadway and did not want to be there and didn't care to be there. Um, I mean, I, Erica is quite the actress, I must say, because I feel like when they shot back to the reunion and her answer, I don't, I don't know. She just, well, is she gaslighting us right now? That's what I think. I have to, I agree with you, Abby. I think that we're being, I think what Erica's saying now she knows is all post whatever the mess, whatever, you know, I don't know how much she knows, but whatever she's doing is damage control. That's how the vibe I'm getting off is damage control vibes. When has she ever, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess you can't say when has someone complained about like a bad partner, but it just felt so weird. What do you, Vanessa, are, do you think she's telling the truth? I mean, I think she's telling, I believe that she's telling the partial truth. Like, I don't think it was a happy marriage. I think oh, okay. that was a front, but I don't think she filed for divorce because her marriage was unhappy. I think she filed for divorce because the writing was on the wall given his mm. situation. But I am on team. I don't think she realized her money was dirty money. Where oh, interesting. Abby thinks the money is, she knew that it was dirty money. We differ on that. Oh, I kind of fall in between after watching The Housewife and The Hustler. I kind of feel like that she knew that she was like, I feel like she, like she got some like half-assed explanation. Like, you know, we do have to borrow a little bit of money from clients. And it's like, we know it's not technically legal, but they'll never know because it's in a trust. Like, I feel like she knew more that still would in- implicate her. But maybe this whole you know, divorce thing is her way of completely just, and you know, she's going to testify against him now too. So maybe she got her immunity and got whatever. So she said she wore a wire when they played the game. I mean, maybe Amy Phillips from reality checked with Amy Phillips, which if you don't listen to her, you should, she's the greatest. She's like the nicest, most supportive person in the world. But she, you know, was saying that maybe Erica's the one who turned on Tom and this all happening, just very black and white. One day we're divorced. I'm never talking to you again. I loaded up the truck. We got everything out. in one day I'm in this rental home was all with the help of the feds because Erica gave them everything they needed to bring them down. (gasps) That's her theory. I can take no credit for it, but I'm like, I could see it. Erica Jane is a survivor. I have to DM Amy about that. But like the fact, I mean, it made sense with the whole like moving in one day, like one minute. I'm like, yes, that is suspicious activity. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Which See, I think we will know the truth. Maybe not specifically with Erica, but I mean, we're going to know a lot more than we did, especially if she's going to, if she's going to testify against him. I mean, Unless if, she's lying under oath. No, but if anyone's going to find out the truth for us, it's going to be Garcelle because Garcelle <laughs> has no problem reading the headlines and grilling Erica on what's going on with her sex life. Like, I live for that. I love Garcelle. Garcelle. will get to the bottom of it. Between Sutton and Garcelle, we will have some answers on our hands. What did you think about this interesting den- I Juan, okay. I you have to like kind of laugh because we all live through it. And 
the fact that like the women were like, Hey, let's go on do a dinner and drinks before we're on lockdown again. Like, I'm like looking back, I'm like, Oh, was that the best move? But I remember having that feeling like, Oh, numbers are up. We're all not going to hang out anymore. Let's enjoy just kind of this ignorance for one more night. And so I kind of appreciated that they all did get together and do this evening before the world uh, ended again. But what, I mean, what were your thoughts about the, the, just the whole vibe of the dinner? We learned about Scott Disick and Amelia. Oh my God. I mean, first of all, Lisa Rinna is so excited about Scott. Like, I mean, what was it that when someone else walked in and she's like, we're just talking about Scott Disick. Like, you know, she's just so erratic and so excited about it. And, and, uh, speaking of not uh, good actresses versus bad actresses is not very good at feigning her like disappointment and her un, you know, like, what am I going to do about this? But I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was very relatable to feel, I mean, we all have that feeling like we better get it in before Christmas time, but um, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I just felt very much like Lisa was, (laughs) it was just Lisa ready to start talking about Scott right away. And I just love that. I love the clip of all the women being like, hell no, I wouldn't let my daughter do like, they were all like, no way. I Except for Erica. Kathy. No, and <laughs> yeah. Kathy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kathy. I love Kathy's what Kathy like, said. Uh... She's like coming from a, having daughters in the public eye, it could be worse. And then she made that face and we're all like, oh, sex tape. Yeah. We know, we know you're, we know where you're going. I would never, but the fact that run, I was like playing it off. I'm like, does Amelia, I know she makes her money, but you just have no idea about her whereabouts and She's going I, to Cabo and like is telling you at, or you're finding out on Pat photos. Like I just that would not be cool. And granted, I don't know that's like a Hollywood thing maybe, but in my household that would not fly. I didn't even think but think about that. Everything Lisa was saying was always about like how she how she's finding out. But do we believe that because they they seem so close as like a family, but I could also see Lisa wanting to say like, well, I need to be a certain way. So, you know, like I'm already dancing in my bikini and doing all these youthful things. I can't also be like the cool mom who is just like ready for Kris Jenner 2.0. I don't know. I feel like she is like the cool mom though. She's like, I don't want to discipline my girls. I'm more their friend. I want her to call me whenever she can. Like she wants to be like within arm's reach of her girls and given like I feel like it's probably a little bit of a tumultuous, I can't speak, but a difficult relationship at times with Amelia, given her path. I mean, the fact that Mm -hmm. she's saying the headlines changing that Scott Disick is better than the headline about her eating disorder. Like that to me, I'm like, is it though? Like, and was her eating disorder in the headlines that much? Like, I will say like, I know it's like, you know, you shouldn't do this, but I do by the us weeklies and I religiously read people magazine and it, like, it's not like Amelia's eating disorder. Like I didn't see pictures of her, even on the, like the trashy tabloids that so they were yeah. like, you know, I don't feel like it was getting as much attention as Lisa's implying it was. I think it's great. She talked about it and very brave. And I love that she shared her story, but I don't think the tabloids were like beating her up over no, this. It's not like Kate Moss and like the Nicole, that era when there was a no. lot of unhealthy yeah. habits happening in Hollywood. Like, I think it's awesome that she spoke her truth and is using her platform. So if anything, I think the headlines are more about that because she shared it publicly and on Instagram too. But anyways, Lisa, this is your storyline. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, pivot. Yeah. Was Crystal violated 
by Sutton. <laughs> my first note, my first word on my notepad is violation. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of am taking Crystal side after she read, if we're going to fight the semantics, she fought the semantics because Sutton was like, well, you can't say that word. And Sutton was so obsessed with that word. And Crystal read the dictionary and Crystal was right. So on, on, if we're going to go on technicalities, I mean, is it a pretty petty, typical Beverly Hills technicality? Of course it is. You know, it's, I mean, how long has the, has this been going on now? It feels, <laughs> it feels like for, it feels like since the, since the episode opening, we've been dealing with this uh, violation, but I, you know, I stand by Crystal with, if, if they're going to get into this weird, I just hate when people focus on like the way you, the semantics of something, like why is that like, don't say the word violated. Like you're making me seem like I'm a perv and I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm having a hard time at, with Sutton after the last few episodes. So it's hard for me to like forgive her <laughs> with Crystal. I'm trying to. So I don't know. What, what do we think? Where do I stand? <laughs> I mean, I think using the word violated, regardless of the definition, it does like to me when someone's like that person violated me, I feel like it was almost like intent, like the intention was harm or very malicious. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. Not so much like, because I don't know. I also like, and I know everyone's different and she has an eating disorder and I'm not like, I battled this eating disorder and I don't want to minimize this, but I, I also feel like too. on a girl's trip. Um, and after having two kids, like I just have no modesty anymore. Like, honestly, yeah. like if Vanessa walked in and I was in the shower, I'd be like, Oh, do you need something? Like, I don't, I guess just because of the way I like, I am. Um, it would be hard for me to like, feel like I was violated. If I could tell somebody was like, Oh, I saw you naked. Oh my God. You know, like, and then watching the scene, it doesn't feel like Sutton lingered. So I just think crystal, and she's talked about this on watch out what happens life. I think her own insecurities came out and she felt mm-hmm. like Sutton was judging her. And so she just wanted to turn the story on Sutton being like the weirdo so that like nothing was coming out about crystals body necessarily that's what I think happened I think her body is a trigger for her given like her eating disorder my only thing was like just let her feel how she feels like yeah people have feelings let me feel let her feel how she feels you're not gonna change your mind she's sharing her truth and that's it you don't have to agree with it you can maybe come to peace just let her feel her feelings that's what I tell my kids feel <laughs> your damn feelings and she was feeling hers and violation was a part of it so and end I of think story. <laughs> I, if I were Sutton and I really wanted the story to end, I think what I would say is regardless of the word violated, trespassing, you know, breaching privacy, however you want to like whatever the thesaurus word we want to use. I am sorry that I made you feel uncomfortable, insecure, you know, like unsafe. I'm sorry that I made you feel any of those things. That was never my intention. For me, it was a little awkward. I wasn't expecting you to be naked. I knocked on the door. I was just handing your coat. I didn't know what to do. I'm sorry if I acted, you know, weird. I think we can all agree. I'm not a creep. I'm not a pervert. And let's move on. Like, you know, I feel like they just kept like bringing this up. I'm like, no one believes Sutton was like pervy and like, oh, is she naked now? I did yeah. love that she said she was Mr. Poppins. I'm like, where are you going? Who is Mr. Poppins? Yeah. I just Kathy call her like peeping Tom. Thomasina. And then she's like, you're a peeping Tom because she walked in. And I'm like, Kathy, once again, like, are you actively shit stirring or do you just forgot, forget you're on a reality show? 
Yeah. And then Kathy went into her little spiel. She was like backpedaling after she realized like, well, shit, this might be like offensive a little bit, but I enjoyed her little speech and trying to bring the peace. Yeah. Three, her English friend. Oh my God. Oh my me. God. And then she kept saying, I'm not English. <laughs> I'm not my, English. My husband is. I'm like, no, you act, you want to act like you are. Like in that moment, I was surprised Dorit wasn't like, thank you for noticing. Like, yes. <laughs> but I just, so I will say, I know you said this was like kind of a boring episode. Not the best Beverly Hills episode compared to what we've seen this season. Yeah. But way better than the LVP puppy gate stuff that we've oh dealt with. I mean, like we are moving and are like, even like right now, the biggest complaint we have is this like lingering peeping Tom violation, you know, Sutton coming in on crystal, which is kind of, you know, giving like, we're laughing about some of it too. You know, Kathy's yeah. making it like entertaining in a way. So I just, I'm glad that Beverly Hills is moving in a good direction. And it's authentic too, which I feel like, like even, and again, it goes into that saying of like, you just can't care. And Sutton for all the stuff that she does and doesn't care about, she is not afraid to be weird and quirky on camera. Um, sometimes to her detriment, you know, to the point where she's an all lives matter type and that, or does it not all lives matter, doesn't see color type and where, which is very problematic but then other times it's like oh this is you know it's it's refreshing to see someone who's like okay this is me take me or leave me and i think in reality tv you know it's hard to balance the pop politicized nature of like we do have to diversify and expand our realm like it's you know but also have fun and be able to laugh so they are balancing it pretty well this season i have to agree with you it's even it was a slow episode but i saw comparisons to sutton to moira rose mainly because of her get up and i mean it's fairly accurate minus i mean if she had dorit's accent i suppose we get more moira but i sutton i have more of a soft spot for her yeah she has said some dumb things i appreciated how she apologized to crystal and she apologized Mm -hmm. to her privately as well Um, I don't know, but I also like Crystal too. It's weird liking people who are fighting against with each other, Yeah, but I like, I do like both of them. Maybe also that's good. That's good job for casting too. Like that means we're getting back to what's, what's good because instead of, you know, then we have the Fox force five teaming up on one newbie. So now we have this whole new fresh thing going on. And And I mean, we're learning a little bit. I mean, I learned a lot on Harlem Nights. Um, I mean, stuff like I love the show Z, like Z-Way show, and I'm a big fan of Z-Way. So I've learned a lot during, you know, my quarantine and recovering about different, you know, so it's, it's so it's nice that Bravo is doing that. I think, it, you know, my eyes are open to things that I never knew about. So I think it's cool. I think it's a cool blend that they're doing. And I think it's enjoyable. And like you said, even though this is, you know, they always have filler episodes and this was definitely more of a filler episode kind of. Actually, I mean, we got a lot out of it, but I, I like the direction it's headed. I'm excited for like the next 15, 14 episodes. And, it's and we weird. still, we still have ugly leather pants. Like, I mean, <gasps> oh. next week, that's next week. Like I, I know that it's probably not going to be as good as I'm playing this up in my head, but just the fact that her comeback is, what am I jealous of? Your ugly leather pants. <laughs> like, I just love that this is the comeback. I can't wait to see the buildup for how we get to that moment. Like, yeah. oh. I mean, that's going to be on like a coffee mug. Anytime anywhere, anyone wears leather pants, like that's going to be the thing that's said. Like start selling yes. that merch, Sutton. Sell it at your little boutique. Yes. Probably like a $100 <laughs> t-shirt that says it. Yeah. But get on it, girl. 
So Jared, I have to ask you one question related to Erica Jane. Um, so the whole like glam squad thing yeah. that she spends $40,000 a month on glam, which I think if you have like a makeup artist coming to your house daily, like 40,000 a month really isn't like that. Like I could see how that would be like the total, but do you think that Mikey is now going to do some of this for free? I mean, she's acting like she doesn't have it, but up until this moment, she was still getting glam glammed up quite a bit. Do you think that like Mikey's been well, you know what's her. so funny about people who have a skill set versus people who don't necessarily have a skill set is they rely on other techniques. And I know he's a fabulous choreographer, but it's not like she's necessarily touring right now. And she has, I don't know if he's her main stylist, but he's kind of the creative director. So you have to pay your makeup artist because they're performing a service. You have to pay your hairstylist because they're getting hair extensions and using product. But Mikey... You know, if he's not planning a tour and he's not necessarily her stylist, because, you know, an actual clothing stylist has to be the person who can call up and get these designer clothes borrowed, not Mikey Minden from, you know, Pussycat Doll choreography fame. So I would harbor to bet he would keep himself on the show for exposure and following to um, help his business. Because I've seen a lot of Mikey Minden ads on my Instagram where I can take his masterclass and I can learn how to be a superstar and do all sorts of stuff. And it starts, you know, at $500 and these are all video calls. So I think Mikey is finding other avenues to pay his bills. So um, it wouldn't shock me. And I, so I imagine like I, you know, on a friendship level, not to be so snarky, I imagine they are friends at this point. So he's probably like, I'm going to be there for my friend, but you know, you got to play pay for the skill sets. But if he's not providing anything, he's probably just like, sure. I'll be on camera again. Like more exposure for me. Yeah, I guess it's just clear. Like, like he was never doing like her hair or makeup, but he did like you know. Anytime she was packing, he's like, "Okay, this is what I'm thinking for this night." Like he was yeah. like, "You're right." Creative director is the best way to describe him. He put the looks. He kind of had the idea of the looks, and then the stylist, the makeup, and hair team executed it. So I'm, I'm maybe he is sticking around. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be sticking around because I, I think he enjoys. You know, he enjoys it. Well, and everyone. All, all good news is, what is it? What's the saying? Like, even bad news is, there's no such thing as bad publicity. All press is oh, good yeah, press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, Erica's having her moment. So, good or bad. I, yeah. It's, I mean, just like, what a season, though. Like, we've got Kathy Hilton. We don't know what's going to happen with Erica and her, all of her legal battles. We've got Sutton and Crystal fighting over multiple different things. Uh, Dorit, I mean, not Dorit, sorry. Dorit's kind of been the boring one. And usually Dorit's the center. Like she kind of is almost friend of like the only scene she has where it's just her is like, she's talking to PK is PK. Like the reason why she's sticking around. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I mean, the Dorit. Her looks, her glam, like her well, glam. Her glam. Yeah. That's true. That, that braid. And the oh, glam yeah. has kind of become like her friend of like her friend yeah. of are her, is her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? And and we never we never count out Dorito because she will come in mid-season and just give us, you know, out of nowhere. She'll be like, you know, like, oh, you want to... And, and we got that Kyle feud brewing with her where she curtly forgave her for, you know, and just she wants to move on. So something... I, I can't imagine Dorit going a, uh, a full season with nothing. You know, she likes to give us a little... A little... 
A little something, something. A little yeah. something, something. We, yeah, she's not, she, there's more to come, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I just like, what a great season. I'm just really excited that like, I feel like old school Beverly Hills is back where we've got yes. like the wealth, the ridiculousness, the drama. Yeah. I, know, I just love that. And the Hollywood aspect, like even the Scott Disick, even though it's so annoying to hear Rena talk about it so much and make these like stage jokes, like, should I call him Lord? Like, oh my God. Like how many times do you think she practiced that in the car to the <laughs> Huntley, you know, like- just like, what should I say? What should I say? Um, but still, it feels so glamorous because it's like now we've got, you know, like that one one degree from superstardom, like Kim Kardashian, and we've got Paris Hilton's mom. And yeah, I like it. It's a it's a vibe. So I'm excited. Well, Jared, also, the Huntley is such a funny place to go to, by the way. It's like, it's, I mean, it's nice, but it's just such a funny place to go to. I mean, <laughs> is Santa Monica, it wouldn't be that close to where they all live, right? It's no, of- it's on the beach. Yeah, it's on the beach. So it's definitely random. It was definitely a product placement. Um, it's pricey and, you know, it, look, it looks fabulous. And I've been for drinks, so I don't know the food, but, you know, it's just a funny place that they would all trek over there. I love to see those little moments in LA of like, Okay, this is definitely like, you know, like COVID protocol, like, or this is definitely like sponsored con, you know. I did think it was interesting that Erica ordered a steak and um, Rena's like, I got the tacos. I'm like, usually if place is really good at tacos, I'm probably not getting like their filet. Like, I just thought that was kind of like a a wide range on the menu, but. Yeah. Oh my God. (sighs) Well, Jared, thank you so much. Like, it is just always so fun talking housewives with you. I, r- tell everyone how they can follow you, your cameo. I mean, you do so many amazing things. So just oh, and also mention be the match. Yes, oh, yes, definitely. Yes. So I'll start off with you can follow me and all this information I'm about to say at Jared Lips, um, as you mentioned. So that's on Instagram. Um, I'm an ambassador for Be the Match, which is a life saving uh, bone marrow donor registry that helps cure blood cancers and blood diseases like the leukemia that I have, like lymphoma, sickle cell anemia, and so many other very curable diseases. It's a privately ran, um, you know, uh, a charity a 501c3. So it's not government funded. So we rely on donors to just swab their cheeks and send in their DNA. And if you are so lucky to be someone's match, you will save their life and just by a simple blood donation. So please go to be the match.org and sign up. And of course you can listen to my podcast every week back on air with Jared Lipscomb, which you all will definitely be guests on sooner than later. And a great way to support Jared's podcast and our podcast is please leave us reviews. It really, really helps with the algorithm and our placements and getting amazing guests like Jared and for his show to continue to have success. So please take five seconds if you like us. You can either just hit a five-star rating or if you have an extra minute or so, leave a written review. We've seen the written reviews recently. Thank you so much. It truly it makes our day. Like We text them to each other and we're like, oh my God. So we'll start to share some to our stories. It's been a minute since we've done that. But thank you. And you, you guys know we're on Patreon. So www.patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join that for as little as $3 a month. And with that, we hope you have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. 
Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.